Yo, TFP, season five, episode numero uno. There's a lot to talk about, you know what I'm saying? But it's early in the season, as you guys know. A lot of teams haven't even reached that 10 game mark yet. I've seen a lot of things I've observed so far as you guys are looking. I have a few things to talk about. One, surprise teams. Second thing would be the disappointment so far this year. And then last but not least, I, I want to have a little early season prediction. Might have, you know, my cousin Sadiq join and talk some Celtics in a bit. But for now, I want to get right to it and talk about the biggest surprises so far. Let's start off with the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, best team in the NBA right now. Their record stands at 6-1. and one. Played one of the best games so far this year, last night, against the Celtics, which was extremely disappointing as a Celtics fan. I'll talk about that later. But currently have the best record in the NBA. They stacked up in this offseason. Added depth. Last year when they got Nikola Vucevic during the trade deadline. And then to, to go out and then this summer to get Lonzo Ball, which was extremely underrated. And on top of that, to add a mid-range, a mid-range assassin, mid-range assassin in DeMar DeRozan to the repertoire they already have. You got Zach Levine, a youngin, DeMar DeRozan. You know, some could say he's a vet. Some could say he's in his prime. I still think he's in his prime. They got Lonzo Ball. Some wrote him off. A lot of people wrote him off a few years ago when he was in LA. Then when he went to New Orleans, a lot of people wrote him off. Like, it's a solid point guard. Don't get me wrong, he doesn't get you buckets. He does what he has to do. He's a facilitator. That's what point guards are supposed to do. Add more depth by this, bringing on this guy, a role player, and Alex Caruso. Like, Chicago, I feel like, might be one of the biggest surprises this year going into the playoffs as well i feel like i'll talk about it later on in the early season predictions but i feel like you guys already have a sense of what i want to talk about but this team is not the team you come to games and prepare games where it's like let's just let's take it easy let's let's cool out on these guys real quick let's figure it out you know it's not like it's not like the old bulls teams where you could just go have a night off it's not. I mean, the the amount of talent they already have, and the co- Billy Donovan is one of the most underrated coaches in the NBA, and I think it's unfair how he gets overlooked every year. Every year, I mean, like the guy is, I think, one of the best coaches in the NBA right now, and. It's showing. He's using players. He's using the entire bench. He's using freaking Green. <laughs> I'll, like Boston had no parts in using Green last year, and he's got Green starting games this year. He's using his rookies. He's using the entire 12-man roster that he has on that squad. And you and you ask yourself, why are they in the position that they're in right now? It's because of good coaching, and it's because of great chemistry. Like, I feel like this team is going to be one to record with. And in my opinion, 
finished top three in the East this year. I'll talk more about that later on, though. Let's go on to the next team. Charlotte Hornets. One of the other biggest surprises so far early this season. Records at 5-3. and three. Lonzo Ball playing above par once again. I mean, excuse me. Talked about Chicago. Not Lonzo. LaMelo Ball playing exceptional once again after his rookie of the year season. You know. But the biggest, 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 biggest surprise on this team right now is Miles Bridges. Miles is averaging about 23 points, you know. Nearly 10 boards a game and about four assists a game. And you ask yourself, where where is this gonna where's this team gonna go? They're gonna get their buckets from they're gonna get their buckets from LaMelo primarily. And from what it looks like, they they got a healthy Terry Rozier back, who had his first 20-point game of the season last night. And then Gordon Hayward, who's one of the biggest X-Factors on that team, in my personal opinion. You, you got a 3 and D guy in him. I mean, Plumlee, they, they got it all made. So, like, the, the start they had so far to their season, hopefully translate to how they play throughout the rest of the year. I mean, I don't know where they're going to end up. I feel like they're probably going to be top top eight, maybe somewhere bordering that seven, six, seven, eight, you know, but right now what, what's going on in Charlotte is definitely special and hopefully they continue. They, I hope they continue. Um, listen, I might, you guys might call me crazy for this, but the Cleveland Cavaliers honestly might be in the playing tournament this year. Like, you got Evan Mobley playing amazing basketball so far to start the season. Darius Garland. You got a group of young guys. Shout out Taco. We miss you all here in Boston. But a group of young guys who are willing to take a sack. I mean, shoot, they even added depth in adding veteran point guard Ricky Rubio over the offseason, which is very underrated as well. I mean, there's a lot of underrated pickups that happened over the offseason, as we all know. But, shoot, Cleveland is going to be one of those teams that, that you know, are probably a lock-in for a play-in tournament down the road. Why? Laurie Markkinen. 3 and D guy. Uh, does it... Does, doesn't need you to, to say, hey, I want to be the guy with the ball right now. You know, you got Darius Garland, you got Colin Sexton. But the biggest the biggest thing for this team is what they did in the draft by adding Mobley. I mean, look look at look at how they started the season so far. The the last game they had against the Lakers a few nights ago was a nail biter and that's the Lakers we get it I'll talk about the Lakers in a little bit but they're also going through their own woes but I think Cleveland is one of those teams that a lot of teams should watch out for and not take easy you don't take a team like this with all this talent you don't take nights off as I said about the Chicago Bulls you don't take nights off you can't there's no there's no way you take a night off with a team like this and I'll be honest with you, Cleveland's going to go as far as Evan Mo- Mobley takes him. 
big. I know. I know that's that's. Yeah, I'm crazy for saying that, but the way he started off the season, if they just if they put the team around him and revolve around him throughout the season, they they'll do special things. They'll do big things, and it's already it's already looking good for them. Hopefully, it continues. Now, let's talk about these cats real quick. Let's talk about these cats real quick now. I mean, we got the Lakers. You saw what they... You, everyone saw what they did this offseason. Added Russ. Got Rondo back. Added... <laughs> they got a bunch of guys from that 2020 championship run back. I mean, you look at the the age compared to the other teams in the NBA. They're, they're pretty much the oldest team in the NBA. Uh, you know, you add Melo. No, no, what Melo's been doing so far this year is just amazing, you know. And it's me for me, it's it's great to see LeBron and Melo on the same team. And I think, I think I'm pretty sure they're the only ones from that 2003 draft class still playing in the league right now. So that's that's even more of a plus. Like guys like me appreciate that, you know, growing up watching them play and they're still playing, and they have a possible chance at winning a championship, but I'm not going to lie. They've been a big dis- disappointment dropping their first two games, losing a, you know, keep, they're, they're keeping teams like Memphis around, teams like San Antonio around, teams like Cleveland around when they should be putting it to them, you know, understood. LeBron had a, few, a, a little injury that he had to deal with to start the season, but if if this team wants to have those championship aspirations and with, the, with the squad they have, you would say, hey, like, my guy, this this is what this is what's required out of us. Now, no no one's ever gonna go 82, no. No one's ever gonna do that. And if that happens, I'll be surprised. But the start LA has had so far this year has been absolutely disgusting with the squad with the depth that they have with the squad that they have right now it's it's not right it's it's kind of questionable but let me tell you something I think it was a 2011 Miami Heat who started off as like one and five two and five I don't really remember but they didn't have a great start to the season the first 10 games wasn't I think they were at the like 500 mark ended up being the best team in the NBA, going to the finals. We all know how that ended, right? Um, I'm not saying this is how the Lakers are going to end up having their season, but you think about it, that squad is not supposed to be losing games. That squad is absolutely not supposed to be losing games to or keeping, t- keeping those subpar teams or below subpar teams in games like you you don't keep those type of games closed like you saw what happened with the OKC Thunder they blew about I think it was a 26 point lead uh, now I understood I don't think LeBron was playing but that's not gonna be hopefully that's not gonna be something that they they have to worry about throughout the season with the amount of depth that they have I keep going back to the depth because we're looking at this look DeAndre Dwight and like come on man like it's it's just a terrible disappointment and a terrible start to the season for the 
you know, for for the for the for the guys over at La La Land. But I'm not gonna lie. And LeBron, we trust, right? I don't care if you hate him. I don't care if you love him. Any team that has LeBron is bound to go deep into the playoffs, regardless of last year, right? But any team that has the guy who's wearing number six on their squad right now, wearing number six on their squad right now, is bound to go deep in the playoffs. I don't care how old he is. Clearly, age ain't a number to him. We see how he's playing out of control this year. So... I mean, just regardless of that start, they, they've been a, uh, a disappointment. But I don't think that's that's going to be something that NBA fans and Lakers fans in general have to worry about. So we'll see how it goes. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome my cousin, my little cousin, not so little no more, um, Sadiq, <laughs> Sadiq Muhammad from Off The Skip. Sadiq, man, yo, what's yo. up, bro? What's, What's up, up? Cuzzo? How you doing? First of all, listen, listen. I'm pretty sure on height-wise, I'm, like, tired with you at this point. Yeah, you know, you're up there. You're up there. there. <laughs> you're up there. You're, I think, I think you're, right, you're taller than me, bro. Just a tad bit. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> nah, but, bro, as you see right here, I mean, you know, I, what, what, what's, what's going on in Boston, bro? The thing is, man, and I think this is the answer to everyone's question. I don't think anyone knows what's going on. I don't think we know. I don't think Brad Steven knows. That's GM. I don't think Yudoka knows. I don't think Tatum Brown knows. I don't think Marcus. I don't think anyone knows what the hell is going on in Boston. And I think that's the issue. I mean, you look at it. They lost their last two. Yeah, their last two, I believe. No, actually, they beat the Rockets. But losing, losing a 19-point lead. Now I'm losing it. And then losing that lead, and then losing by fourteen or something like that. And they were up. They, they, I don't even think they cracked that eleven point mark, ten point mark in the fourth quarter. It makes you and think. Nine points. Yeah. It makes you think. Like, I feel you. My honest opinion towards this situation right now in Boston is, they, they have all the talent in the world. They. No one really wants to point fingers, but I'll be that guy to say, hey, what's going on in, on the point guard position? Why does Dennis Schroeder look lost out there? Why are you not using Peyton Pritchard the way you, you're supposed to be using Peyton Pritchard? Why is Marcus Smart not facilitating more and standing in the corner, as he said the other night, where he mm-hmm. critiqued Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Why is this happening, bro? Why? And... You look at the point guard position, the the point guard position, and I feel like that's that's me personally. I feel like that's the reason Boston is in the hole that it's in right now. You got all these guys doing their job, but the point guards, the point guards, bro. Uh, well, well, let me ask you this, right? Because 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 we've had great point guards. We we've had last before. Even Marcus Smart isn't um, when he's good. He has his bad nights, but when he's good, he he's up there for for for, for above average point guards. Right. We had the Kemba, we had the Kyrie, and Kyrie was the only thing. It was working before it didn't. Right. Um. We we had it, but that was a whole different era. I feel like. Right. We had Kemba, and Kemba's a point guard, and and and, and, and I know and I know he's not a playmaker. I know he's not gonna give you ten assists every every night, right? But we, Percy, man, I I think. And I hate to say it, I think we've been so used to doing like things this way the last like what seven years it feels like, 
I think it's time, man. I don't. I. You you say you something say something has gone. Go ahead. I'll say something has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somewhere, something fundamentally is wrong. And to <laughs> me, as much as I want to say point guard, I look at that bench and. I'm not seeing a whole lot of shooters. I'm not seeing guys who'd be like, hey, I'm staying in this corner. I'm ready for you to give me this ball. All the right, best so, one on paper is Peyton Pritchard. He's a second year. Mm-hmm. You saw you saw the, the the game where they played in Washington. Um, they went 0 for 20 before Peyton hit those mm-hmm. only two three-point field goals that they had. Yep. So, I mean, I, it, you, you say it's a shooting problem, bro. I think it's a personnel problem. I mean the roster. The roster. A personnel, a personnel, and a, and a point guard position problem. So fair enough. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying trade everyone. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you got Josh Richardson, right? Yeah. What's going on in Sacramento right now? And you you talking about shooters? What's going on in Sacramento right now, bro? You got a disgruntled Buddy Hield. Who of those two would you trade for Josh Richardson? Or another piece. I mean, if I can get Buddy Hield on my team, because like center-wise, we have Robert Williams, Al, and Ernest Cantor. I'm not even looking at big men. Yeah, no, we're, we, we're we're solid on bigs. Yeah, if we if we can get Buddy Hield, that's a, that'd be awesome. I would start Buddy Hield on our team because we need a floor spacing. I would start on our team. I don't think but, we need Willie Kelly Stein, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. if we can get rid of Josh Richardson, sure. But the thing is, I don't think people are like we're, we're kind of stuck with now with the roster. We reach out all all, all our young players. We just got Josh Richardson, so we can't trade him for a couple months. We just got Al Horford, we can't trade him for a couple months. We just every player you want to trade, we either just resigned them like two days ago, yeah, or we or we just got them and we can't. So we're stuck with this team until December. We're stuck with this roster until the trade deadline. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing really we can do right now, and that's the worst part, I think. Well. You know what's the sad the, the sad thing right now is that we're talking about trades and it hasn't even been 10 games into the season. Yeah. And 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 you ask yourself as a disgruntled Celtics fan, that goes for all the Celtics fans out there. What like why are we talking trades? Why are we not trusting, you know, the coaching staff? Why are we doing this? It all comes down to who's on top right now. Brad Stevens, right? Mm-hmm. New position. GM, this is this is your moment to say, hey, this is my team. I'm gonna do this to get to where we have to be, bro. So, I I'm not saying no to no trades right now. I'm not saying no to none of that. I'm not. But the fact that we're talking about it this early in the season, bro, no bueno. It's bad, but it's been a, a long time coming. We've been stuck. I feel like since the beginning of the bubble, we've been stuck in this like limbo of we should be a good team, but we don't play like it. And you know what? I think it's time to – I love Tatum and Brown. I do. And I'm not saying break them up. I want them to retire Celtics. But, but, mm-hmm. let, but they're not in the clear either. They're not in the – and I'm especially looking at Tatum. Because Brown, to me, this year, especially last year, made that jump to All-Star. This year is looking at our – and looking like our best player – Day in, day out, game in, game out. He's looking like our best player, majority of the games we had so far. And it's Tatum. I can honestly look at you Tatum had one game, one good game show. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a top 10, top 12 player in the league, top five, whatever. He says top five all time. He, like, there's one game, and right, I could be like, yeah, but that guy's versus the Hornets. Every other game, I'm like, Tatum, stop shooting the ball. Give it to really? Brown. Give it something. No. And, you know, like, his shooting percentage. 
he shot eight for 22 versus the, the Bulls. He shot like four for something for 27 against the Knicks. Shot like uh, another 10 for 20 something versus the, uh, versus the, versus the Bulls. <coughs> the second game against them, he played well. But then, especially in, in, in down the stretch too, Brown will be having a hot hand. Bro, can I talk about that? Can I talk about that? Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Last, what was it? Was it Friday or Thursday when they played the Wizards in Washington? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Oh my, yeah, I, yeah. It was recently. It was why both games were like you're saying. You're saying Brown usually has the hot hand, right? Had a chance mm-hmm. to close out the game in the regulation. Did it didn't happen, right? Anyways, yeah. has 30, 35, 36 somewhat points falling out over time. Yeah. Why are you not passing him the ball? One Why shot in all the overtime. The ball, bro. Like he had one shot in all the overtime versus the, he had one shot. And I don't like I'm like, I don't and I the, know and, on the, paper. and the one shot he had <laughs> was Dennis Shorter being lost and saying, I don't want to take it. Here, 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 bro. Yeah. Take it. So it's like, like, come on, man. It you just and, and and maybe it's like I know Tatum should be our best player. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, Tatum's the one to prove, like, hey, I've been all-star longer than Brown. I've been – I've had 50, 60, whatever. But, but this year, Brown looks like the best player on the floor. And I think maybe it's – I hate to say it. Maybe it's ego thing because Tatum just be chucking shots. I'm like, why are you shooting right now? Give, give it to the hot hand. And, like, and Marcus Smart said it. I know he said Tatum and Brown, mm-hmm. right? And first off – uh, and we'll get there, I guess, at some point. But like right. what what Marcus Smart said, one, I, I'm sure he said it, but to the, his team himself, I'm sure he said it to the coach at some point, right? But it's not it's, it's not have gone to the media. It's not, Marcus, not have gone to nah, media. nah, bro. Marcus, Marcus, he, he has no filter. We all know that. He says yeah, what he yeah, says. There's nothing to hide, bro. So I, I appreciate the fact that he said that, and he said it as in an early um, part of the season. So. Mm-hmm. There's there's not gonna be none none of these media outlets saying oh like Celtics have a problem here's the problem look what Marcus is saying oh trade Marcus oh do this oh trade Brown trade the whole team that's not that's not what's going yeah. on right now you know it's just a vet guy he's the longest tenured Celtics on the team right now the he team has the, leader probably exactly he has that vocal he's he's the vocal part of the team he he's the voice of Boston right now and. He he could say whatever he wants to say. They, those guys can't say shit. Respectfully. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I just and I hear that I'm with you. It, to me, the comment when, when you read the comment, it does not is not as bad as it, like as, uh-huh. as it reads on Twitter. When you read like when you watch it, it doesn't. To me, I watched it. I was like, okay, yeah. He just he's saying like, hey, like I think the way I took it was like, hey, our playmaking sucks, and it starts from the top down. And the top is Tatum and Brown. He knows that. Everyone knows that. Right. So it starts from the top down. They start playmaking, and we start playmaking. And, um, I forgot what I was saying mostly, but I'm oh yeah, the playmaking, but um, and but I'm gonna point some fingers at Tatum, man. It's look at the league average for stars on the other teams getting free throws, and look at Tatum. And I know sometimes the rush be holding us. I ain't gonna lie, I see it. All right, but I mean, that's the, not to me. That's not as the rush be holding everyone now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, okay, I pulled these stats. Ready? In game one, Tatum had five free throws. Right? Attempted. Randall had eight. Game two, Tatum had one free throw, and Anobi had six. Barnes had four. Uh, Tatum, game three versus Rockets, Tatum had four free throws. Christian Wood had ten. 
Game four, the only game where I felt like he attacked the rim and didn't do no fadeaway, step back, sidestep three shit. He had seven free throws. Ball had four. Game five versus the Wizards, it, it, it hit him, had eight. The uh, Montrez Herald, black game, had seven because he because he was balling out on us. Game six against the Wizards, he had seven. Awesome. Right? Those two games, I felt like he, he, he did fine. Bill had nine. Game The Bulls game, he had he had four. Levine had seven. The Rosen had five. You know what I mean? Like, look, I feel like it, it, when we watch Tatum play now, he knows he's a good shooter, or he should be. He's doing fadeaways. He's doing side steps. I'm not seeing him attack the rim, get them fouls. He kind of, and then the only time I see him get angry, instead of, you know, is when he's yelling at the ref. Every other <laughs> time, he smiles on his face. And, and I get it. You know, it's a brotherhood. I know that now. It's AU mm-hmm. level stuff, yeah, yeah. you know? But everyone has a little dog in him. And I just feel like I'm not seeing that dog from Tatum, bro. He had it when he was young. He had that hunger. Like a, he's still he young, bro. He, I know, I know. But and and this is and I say all the time. This is when it comes to greatness and like right. It's not a fair argument. I know mm-hmm. he's still young. Yeah. But the fact that we've seen this hunger from him when he dunked on LeBron, oh, yelling LeBron James' face. I saw that hunger. I'm like, this is a guy who wants to be great. This guy yeah. wants to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ever right. since he reached it, though. Ever since he reached that level, like, hey, I'm a, one of the top 10 players in the league at times, right? Sometimes when he plays, I'm like, that's top five in the league. Don't argue with me, right? Yeah. Like, and we compare him to Luka <laughs> and Tatum. Like, I feel like they're always being compared because Luka and Tatum, two young stars leading their teams. Right. And even Luka, who whines at the refs nonstop, will yell at the, will yell at the other team. He's mad at the other team, right? Am no. I wrong? No, you're so, not. You're not. I don't see that from Tatum. He has – he just – Maybe it's nonchalant. Maybe it's a mindset thing, but I just don't see it, bro. I know that's a dumb thing to say because there's no stats for mindset. There's no analytics for mindset. But I just, to me, I see the free throw attempt. I'm not seeing someone attacking the rim. I'm not seeing someone and, and, and getting calls. He's shooting something, what percent this year? 39%? Yeah, under 40. Yeah, which is Under terrible. 40. And that's Jalen Brown shooting 49. This man almost averaging 50, 40, 40. Like, like get this man the ball. Yeah, man, I, I, I keep saying, I keep saying, hey, feed the hot hand. I don't care. I don't care who it is that night, but feed the hot hand. And if you can't feed the hot hand when, when the times are rough, like the last uh, the two, two games ago against Washington, if you can't feed a guy like Jalen when it's time, then something, some, something's got to give, bro. You got, like, I really feel bad for Jalen in the position that he's in right now because yeah. he doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve that whatsoever. And get yeah. get rid of get rid of Dennis Schroeder. I don't need I don't need him to be starting. <laughs> like for real, yeah. bro. Because he looks I like, like a lost Dennis cause Schroeder, but there. he just can't shoot, bro. He just I'm like I'm like damn. He looks I'm like, like a I lost cause. He, defensively, he's good. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm not sold on Dennis and Justin. He had some good games here and there, but it's it's I don't know, man. It's it's the whole thing, and then it's. For example, look, the Bulls. Levine wasn't hot until the, until like third or fourth. That's the beautiful thing fourth, about the Bulls right now, bro. Like who was leading them? The first quarter was Lonzo. Second and third was a little bit of Levine, DeRozan. The fourth quarter, I feel like it was DeRozan go. DeRozan score again. Bro, DeRozan, DeRozan, score again. DeRozan, DeRozan was just automatic. I don't understand how you give up. How, how much did they give up? Thirty six points in one quarter, dude. And I and I just felt like the Bulls looked around and said, "Oh, oh, oh Levine's hot now. Levine, go ahead." Alonzo, Alonzo had like hit, Alonzo started hot. He had all the threes. Like, go, Alonzo, shoot again, shoot again. Yeah, like, they were all like they didn't care who scored. Yeah, the issue with something. I feel like, and I'm and again, maybe it's ego, maybe it's mindset. I feel like we care who scores. 
We, I don't care if Marcus Warren has 50. I don't care if Tatum has 50. I don't care if Brown has 50. Just give the ball to the hottest. I don't, the biggest example I got, all right, that next game, beginning game of the season, Brown had 40-something balling out. Ridiculous. Can you tell me? Can you tell me why? And I like Tatum. I trust Tatum. Why is he shooting in the four, when the four quarters ending? Who shot the, the the last possession for us? Or who not who shot it? But who was the the, the, the ball handler? Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. Tatum was four for something. Mm-hmm. Why the hell? I'm I'm looking at the guy who has four. He says you shoot it, please. I don't, mm-hmm. I, no one else is getting this right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. It shouldn't, with you. Be, it shouldn't be Tatum's team. It should be their team. Brown and Tatum should be leading it. It shouldn't be worried about Tatum. Tatum is, and he just he's settling. Yeah. He's settling so much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, why does he have the ball? Like I never thought I'd say that. I don't want him shooting the ball right now. Swing it. Find find the open man. Man, I don't know, bro. We'll have to see. To be honest with you, we'll have to see how um, everything goes with Boston and the situation. Yeah. But again, it's under the 10 games. They haven't even cracked that 10 game mark yet. But it's a sad deal. Yes. <laughs> Correspondent of all Boston Celtics fans, <laughs> talk to me because because you called yeah. you called me the other night and I was extremely disappointed. I called you last night after we lost and after we lost to the Bulls, the Bulls and we were up. I, I just, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, like, no. something is wrong. Something is wrong here. Somebody, I just wanted to hear from you to find out what's going on. We were up. How did we, at fourth quarter, we, did, we couldn't finish the game. What, what, what do you think is the problem? Well, I didn't watch the game. But I went to the game when they played the Wizards. I watched that live because in here, I, I, I was watching part of it. So anyway, what I think is there is, how should I say it, miscommunication or they're not talking to each other. There's, um, no, leadership in the, there's no leadership in the team, period. Everybody wants to be a leader. What are you doing behind me, Mohammed? No, I was like, this is, it was a good take. Oh, okay. Yep, there's no leadership in the, in the team and everybody wants to be a leader. And they're not sharing the ball. So you, you, say, you say that everyone wants to be a leader, but I, I think what you mean is that there is no leadership from the younger guys and the leadership comes from one or two guys and that's possibly... The leadership should be coming from Tatum and Brown, period. Not, Mark, not, not the vets, not Marcus and Al? Marcus, well, Al had a phenomenal game when I watched him on on saturday i believe when yeah. he was here yeah you went to without that game al, yeah that's right yes i went to that game and yeah. without al we need a big man in and without him i don't know how we could have we could win but anyway coming back to your point there should be a leadership and i don't know who's going to take that responsibility either Tatum Brown or Marcus but I think it's going to be between Tatum and Brown I I agree with you I think Tatum and Brown have come to the point where it's like hey we're we've been in the league four five six years now we're at the Mm -hmm. point where hey we got to talk to these young guys let me talk to Pritchard let me talk to Dennis let me talk to all these young guys that you could talk to that you've been with that correct you could you know lead the Mm -hmm. pathway for the next couple years and you're not doing it you want i honestly there's a lot of egos and they, they got to get that ego check to to move on in the, in the future 
So I agree with you 100%. But yep. I texted you on Saturday and I was like, why are they not passing the ball to Jalen Brown in those two overtimes? And you had front, you pretty much had front row seats to it. So I was, I was mad because I was, there were twice the refs were not calling their fouls on that Saturday game that Tatum was fouled twice right in front of me. And I'm like, no, I can't see this on TV. It's like, I'm, I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I went like, oh my God, call the foul. And the guy sitting next to me, of course, was a Wizards fan. And he says, I agree with you. That was a foul. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so if we saw it and the, that, I think there was a home court advantage, you call it, whatever. Mm-hmm. The refs were not calling the right. But anyway, that's not an, that should not be the reason why they lost. The reason why they lost was the second I think the first overtime, Brown and didn't touch the ball at all. No, nope, crazy. at all. So at that point, I'm not going to blame the players. I blame the coach because he makes the calls. He should say, hey, pass the ball. Well, they should have a code or well, something. Whatever. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I remember, I think it was second overtime where they were trying to get Tatum to drive. And then they had like three people in the corner, but the play was directly to have Jalen as a decoy and then Tatum wanted to kick it out but apparently they turned it over and then they got it back it was a bad turn yeah I think I think there's a lot of coaching problems so hopefully that inexperienced inexperienced Mm -hmm. coaching problem yep Mm -hmm. I 100% agree but the other thing the Wizards coach was also a new coach and was his first time coaching NBA yeah so so there's no excuse there's, there was no excuse. There should no. be. And again, I was like, okay, it's only third game or fifth game. Let's just move on. We're going to, when I saw last night, I was like, I thought they were going to win the game. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't even look again. I'm like, oh, okay, we're done. We're winning. This is over. Yeah. But we can't finish the game. We can't, we're coming back to when Isaiah or last year, where I think we, we couldn't finish a game. Like, Fourth quarter was not for the Celtics. Third quarter last year. Fourth, it seems like the fourth quarter this year. So mm-hmm, it's, it's mm-hmm. not looking too. And well. again, I saw what um, Marcus Smart said about Tatum and Brown. Did I see this morning? Yeah, it was, it, it was this morning. morning. Yeah, yeah. And what do you, what, what do you, what do you think about that? What do you what, what are your thoughts on that? That should have not been some. This should have been. It should have not been spoken publicly. If you mm. want to say something, say right in front of them. They're all adults. They're all as a teammate. You don't come out and say something like that in public. Well, I think I love Mark. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I love Marcus Marks, but I think that was um, that was a mistake. But you you don't think that he said that in the locker room? I don't think so. If he said it, so do you think he will come and say it in public, right on the media? That's and a, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Tatum on Brown do not respond to any of this. Well, they didn't even, they didn't even show up for the press media. I don't blame them. So uh, because uh, I don't blame them. That's a, I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, there's, I, there's a lot of problems in the locker room that they need to fix. Um, yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of problems in the court, not only in the locker. I don't mm-hmm. have, I don't care what happens in the locker, but yeah. just fix yourselves and finish the game. I, I agree. Anyway. With you. Shout out to anyway. correspondent of all Boston Celtics fans in Sandio. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're Am welcome. I the only Somali mom talking to the NBA? I think I should have my own podcast and start you should. all the Somali moms. You should. All the Somali moms to join me. There 100%. we go. Love you. Take it easy. Love take you it. too. All right. Take and care. Then hope-
Hopefully we're going to win on Thursday, all right? Yeah, bye -bye. I'll, I'll keep in touch. She's better at me than this. She's great. That was solid. <laughs> you, gotta get, you gotta get some pointers from your mom, bro. But hey, man. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah. But hey, man, I appreciate you. And I appreciate you for giving me your thoughts on that. Um, real Boy, quick man, before I, yeah, real quick before I leave, man. Three early season predictions off the rip. Ooh, ooh. I'm glad you did this. Hold on. Let me pull it, I have a document I made beginning of the season. Yeah. Where I put where, where I have everyone standings. Yeah. So uh, let me pull it up real quick. Um, number one, I can tell you this. Fifth in the West, uh, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. And I wrote this before the season started. Okay. I have and, and Grizzlies fifth in the West. Okay. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I got Bam winning, but but defense player of the year. Number one team defense, anchor the defense. You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, you know what? Hold up. I, I got something for you. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> this I'm, year, I'm kind of scared now. For the team, you should be this year in the NBA Finals. The team in the West coming out of the West. God, this is gonna be brutal. Oh, <laughs> you're tripping. This the year, baby. You're this tripping. This the year. You're tripping. This is the year, baby. Get the Jazz are going to the finals this year. Get rid the of the Jazz are going to the NBA finals this year. It's wide open for them. Get rid of that. Yes, sir. Bro. Yes, sir. Rudy Gobert. Get rid of player that. Player of the month. Get Rudy rid of Gobert, that. You're watching this. I'm your biggest fan, brother. Keep balling. <laughs> Keep balling. I'm your biggest fan, Rudy. Get rid I'm of your that. Biggest fan. Get rid yes, of that. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in the Frenchenka. The Frenchenka. I'm a believer. Oh, man. This guy is talking crazy right now. Anyways, I agree with one of your, your, your early season predictions. I think Bam is definitely going to be defensive player of the year this year. Um, That was one yeah, of mine. At least you know, in the top yeah. three, I think. At yeah, least was, I think he'll win yep, it. Yep. That was one of mine. Like, I had, a like, 10, 10, like, a list of 10. But mm -hmm. I want, like, the top three. So, um, number one, man, I talked about them earlier before we, you know, talked about Boston, but Bulls finishing top four in the East, actually top three, not even top four, top three. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Um, Celtics, you know, our Boston Celtics going to have to trade a piece. And I think that piece is going to be Josh Richardson for who did I say? Oh, I didn't say for who, but I said Josh Richardson midseason is going to be on another squad. And then my third and final early season, hot, hot early season prediction take is the Golden State Warriors are going to win the championship this year. Wow. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I love how they're playing right now, but I don't know. We'll see. I'll have to see, brother. We'll see, bro. We'll see. We'll see. They gotta beat out. They gotta beat out the the the, the Frenchman. Hey, you know buddy, you, you act you act like you act like Clay Thompson is a dead. Like you act like he's he's had his already, bro. So. <laughs> I gotta see him play. I believe in Clay. I I, I gotta see him play again for uh, saying anything like that. Uh, well, if he's hot again, absolutely. Hey, man. And then they got they got Kaminga. They got mm -hmm. oh man, Wiseman. They got uh, still hurt. Wiseman. So pool. Yep, exactly. They got a, a bunch of talent on that squad. Mm -hmm. So 
I I see them going all the way this year and they, they, look at look what they're doing so far. I mean, shoot. Anyways, bro. Yeah, man, that's TFP Technical File Podcast. Sure. Muhammad Sadiq from Off the Skip. Um, yes, y'all want... off this, uh, go to offthescript.com. Yes. Go sir. to uh, follow, look up Bastique McLovin anywhere on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, anything. Yes, I'm there. Sir. Yes, sir. That yeah. post there, no, but I'm, I'm gonna go back to it. I'm, I'm slacking. It's all I'm good. Everyone, everyone has their own thing, bro. So like, I, yes, sir. Like, I get, I get it, bro. Like, social media, bro. Just focus on this before you focus on that. All right. So, yes, all right. I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still plug your medias. I'm gonna still plug Thank you. Your personal and that that off the skip page. So y'all, y'all go ahead, follow that. It's up there. Yeah. Deuces.